podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, the bite-sized show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Monday the 16th of January. Arsenal are now eight points clear at the top of the Premier League after a straightforward 2-0 victory away at North London rivals Tottenham. An own goal from Spurs keeper Hugo Lloris and a Martin Odegaard strike gave Arsenal a comfortable lead at the break. In the second half, Spurs looked slightly better, but were easily dealt with by an increasingly ominous-looking Arsenal side. They play Man United at the Emirates next weekend. For Spurs, they're now five points off top four, having played a game extra. One more note on that game, Arsenal goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale was attacked by a supporter after the game. Television footage shows a Spurs fan trying to kick Ramsdale in the back. We'll give you more information on this as the week progresses. In the other big derby over the weekend, Man United beat Man City 2-1 at Old Trafford. City took the lead through substitute Jack Grealish with half an hour remaining. United turned it around with two goals in four minutes, one of which was very controversial, to take all three points and keep the pressure on the three teams above them. City are now only one point ahead of Man United and Newcastle. Other highlights from the weekend include Liverpool getting destroyed by a rampant Brighton 3-0 at the Amex, Forrest delaying relegation fears by beating Leicester 2-0 at the City Ground, and Southampton getting a vital three points at relegation rivals Everton. Chelsea have completed the signing of Ukrainian winger Mikhailo Mudrik in a deal thought to be worth around €100 million. The player had been widely expected to sign for Arsenal, but a late Chelsea bid blew the gunners out of the water and sealed the deal. Mudrik has signed on an eight-year contract. Those are your headlines. Okay then, let's start with the North London derby. Here is Boyd Hilton, host of the Footballist at the Arsenal podcast. It's Boyd Hilton here, um, reporting on the Spurs-Arsenal match. Um, I think unsurprisingly, any victory in the North London derby um, is feels like a fantastic moment. But I think this feels particularly important and notable because... It is the first time Arsenal have won at Spurs for so long. Um, these games usually kind of end up with the home team winning or maybe a draw. But that first half performance, particularly from Arsenal, is one of the most dominant, um, controlled uh, performances of the season. I think Jamie Redknapp on Sky said it was the best um, half of football he'd seen from anyone this season. And just the way we attack and the way we pass the ball and the fluidity of Arsenal is extraordinary. I remember, you know, kind of 18 months ago, we could barely put a forward move together sometimes in certain games. And he's got us just playing in a way where you feel, even if we don't in the end, you know, kind of actually win the league, um, we're still playing, we've still reached a a level of sophistication, if you like, uh, similar to that of Man City and Liverpool in recent years. Um, It feels that way to me anyway. Um, it's just a fantastic moment in, to be an Arsenal fan. As Ian Wright said recently, um, don't overthink it too much. Just enjoy, and we are enjoying it. My favourite performance in the game was from Zinchenko. I just think his little passes, his little moments where he destroys opposition attacks and builds new ones, they are fantastic. Anyway, absolute triumph. Couldn't be happier. That was host of the Footballist at the Arsenal podcast, Boyd Hilton, a podcast available on this very network. It's very, very good. Do check it out. Okay, let's move on. United beat Man City on Saturday. Now, normally on the Monday show, we talk about the Sunday games, but I feel like that's a big enough result and a big enough uh, game to go back a couple of days on. So here is United fan and stand-up comedian George Lewis with with his thoughts on the game. Oh, mate, I still cannot quite believe how that worked out on Saturday. I mean, it was... 
I'll start by saying before the match, it felt good anyway because it felt like we were going into that with no expectation whatsoever. City had all the pressure on them. And for the first time in years, I feel like it's because we had such a bad time earlier in the season. For the first time in years, there's no expectation on United. We're just like enjoying... uh, there's just enjoying it for the first time um, so it felt like going into that even if we had have got beat it wouldn't have really knocked the confidence too much unless it was another humiliating one but um, I don't know it just felt like there was everything to play for so when we went 1-0 down I think a lot of United fans I certainly felt well losing 1-0 is not going to uh, change our season too much and it's a huge improvement from where we were but the way we came back, I mean, it instantly goes up there in one of the best, as one of the best derbies ever. I mean, that the comeback was amazing. To come back from 1-0 down against City and beat them is incredible. The circumstances are hilarious <laughs> because I know that if United conceded a goal like that, <laughs> I would be livid because it... I can totally understand why they're all so annoyed. But, you know, (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) That was comedian and United fan George Lewis. Finally then, Chelsea have signed Michaela Mudrick. Now on Thursday, probably last week, Thursday or Friday, I think we all were sort of just expecting and waiting for an announcement that Arsenal had finally uh, reached an agreement with Shakhtar Donetsk for, for Mudrick. Uh, I think we all thought they'd probably just stretch a little bit further, you know, go beyond that, whatever it was, 65, 70 million they'd already offered. But no, Arsenal have have, have remained true to what they said. They've done the same thing they've done with several players over the last couple of years, which is not overbid. They don't want to overbid for players. They've got a, a structure in place. They don't want to break it. They want to be sensible. And look, they're eight points clear in the league, so something's clearly working. They did the same thing with uh, Dusan Vlaovic, who went to Juventus. They weren't prepared to to go that much higher. They did the same thing with uh, Le, uh, with uh, Lissandro Martinez, who ended up going to United. It's not as exciting if you're, if you're a fan because you want to see the big players come. Okay, I understand that. But realistically, in, in the real world of football, where you've got an actual club structure to work to, this, this makes sense, and it's working for them. Chelsea, on the other hand... I have got no idea what their policy is. I don't think anyone has. And I'm sure this isn't a, a, a hot take. This isn't a, a brand new point of view. I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you're the sort of person that reads about football quite a lot. But I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand what they're doing. They, they seem to have about five players that can play on the left-hand side. They don't really have any number nines. The only one they've got is Lukaku, who's on loan at Inter and probably going to stay there. And Mudrik may well be brilliant, but it's a huge, huge gamble. This is a guy who was valued at between one and five million pounds a year or 18 months ago. Yes, it's been a big year for him, but all due respect, it's been in the Ukrainian league. Yeah, he's had a good Champions League, or at least a few good games in the Champions League, but certainly nowhere near enough to to warrant this sort of fee, I don't think. I mean, he could turn out to be an incredible player and 100 million euros in a few years' time might look like a snip. 
but it just seems like a pretty wild risk. Todd Bowley, I don't really know what's going on. He's stockpiling players. The fact that it's an eight-year contract, well, that's, you know, if you listen to Kieran Maguire's podcast about football finances, which is definitely worth checking out if you're into this sort of thing, he'll tell you that it's spread out over this many years because they need to do this to, to circumvent the financial fair play, FFP. They need to they need to spread it out over so long. I, I can't go into the details. I'm not Kieran Maguire, but... There's a reason they're doing it. It's the same as Benoit Badashil, they the new centre-back they signed. A seven-year contract for him. Incredible amounts of money. An incredible length of contract in football. And it's all to make sure they don't go bust, essentially. Anyway, I don't understand it. I'm looking forward to seeing him play, though, because from what I've seen, it looks fantastic. I just don't understand what's happening at Chelsea. Anyway, we'll be back same time tomorrow on more Whistleblowers Daily. Podcast Network.